0: You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Hey, it's Scott Lips, and welcome back, my friends, to yet another exciting episode of Spin Magazine's Lip Service. My next guest is one of the breakout stars of this year, 70 million global streams. Recently, she was top five on alternative radio. She recently graced the cover of Spin Magazine. Her bombastic style of indie punk alt-rock has garnered her millions of fans and views on all mediums. She is royal from Royal and the Serpent. I got to see Royal play not that long ago. She is electric. She just announced her current tour coming up with Fallout Boy. And uh, I actually saw her first performance, I believe, in Brooklyn some years back. I'm excited to have her here. She is blowing up. Welcoming to the show in just a moment. Royal from Royal and Serpent. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Our show today is brought to you by the fine folks at Thursday's Boot Company. You guys have seen me rocking these boots in every other picture I have on Instagram. I'm always repping them. Thursday's Boots is a bootstrap startup that makes the best handcrafted boots and sells them direct to consumer at some of the lowest markups in the footwear industry. Thursday's Boots' tagline is highest quality, honest prices because they use some of the best materials like full grain leather, supple glove, leather, lining, and gold standard Goodyear welt construction. Thursday's boot company sells their boots at prices starting at just $149 with free shipping and returns. They've been featured in all the best fashion press from Esquire to GQ to Cosmo and Vogue. More importantly, they've gotten over 20,000 five-star reviews from real customers. Thursday's boots are perfect for people who understand quality and don't want to pay a high retail markup for great looking pair of boots that are built to last. So check them out at Thursday's Boots on Instagram. My favorite shoes, my favorite boots, you always see me repping them. You'll love it. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Welcome into the show, Royal from Royal and the Serpent. Thank How are you? Ya? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Great to see you. Good you to know, see you. I don't know if I should call you Ryan, Royal. We've actually spent a little time together already, yeah. so I feel like I know you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually got to see you perform the other night with the boys, Beauty School Dropout, on the rooftop of the Grammy party that their manager had, which was awesome. It was fun. You were electric. Thank you. Yeah, great performance. I'm so happy I got to see you play.
1: Thank you for coming.
0: Yeah, we're actually, we're sitting here like the day after the Grammys. Yeah. Did you watch the Grammys? Of course I did. Did you? I did, I did. It's, you know, well, Let me rewind. There was a lot of Grammy parties. I saw like excerpts. I actually have to go back and watch it properly. I saw Mm -hmm. that Ozzy won like Best Rock Record. Mm -hmm. My buddy Andrew Watt did that record, which is great. Oh, cool. Uh, And uh, I think Foo Fighters maybe? I think they might have won. Did they? Yeah, I think. Okay, cool. So what what was your take on the Grammys, by the way?
1: I mean, I thought a lot of good stuff won. Beyonce broke some records. I thought it was really cool. Kim Petras obviously made history last night. First transgender uh, woman to ever win a Grammy. Iconic.
0: Amazing. So
1: iconic. So history was made last night in a lot of ways. I think it was cool.
0: Yeah, and I feel like you went to some show. We saw each other at the Mm -hmm. Stella McCartney show. Yeah. Yeah have any highlights because I got to meet oh Paul God. McCartney that night which so was like cool. did you get to meet him I, I didn't
1: him. meet him no I met Kate Hudson you did amazing, cool. amazing. Yeah. Taylor Momsen met
0: her oh yeah she's great yeah. I kind of faked my way into meeting Paul McCartney because I just was like obsessed with he's like the only guy I haven't met Yeah. so I was like I saw like Leonardo and a few people mm-hmm. talking to him and then as soon as they left he's like are you with them and I'm like I am and he's like <laughs> bring it in let's get a hug I'm yeah. you know what it's a, a white lie no one it's needs great. to know, you know? but it was, a, it was an awesome moment so you went to that yeah. any, anything else you went to Phone you know
1: uh yeah we went to mgk's party after that that was pretty cool Awesome. um and we just bounced around all weekend you yeah. know did a couple more things i don't even remember where i was at to be honest
0: you know somebody was telling me last night and we'll get into your history and everything your new mm-hmm. record and everything but somebody was telling me last night that the rock category wasn't even televised no. which is really sad because <laughs> yeah you know, we're sitting here today, you're, you're definitely mm-hmm. pioneering your generation rock and roll, and I feel like Thank we have you. so much to get into about that. But how do you feel about that? For an artist like yourself that's coming up in the rock world and making waves, do you have a yeah. feeling about rock not even being televised at the Grammys?
1: I mean, I think that we're making progress. I think the fact that Turnstile was nominated is progress. I think um, hopefully in a few years it will be televised, you yeah. know, it takes time.
0: It's interesting because if you look back like 15 years ago, it was only rock or 20 years ago, yeah. and now it's like we're struggling just to get it on the air. But mm-hmm. regardless, I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks for coming. You're gracing the cover of Spin Magazine this current month, which is awesome. Thank you. How do you feel about that? A milestone in your career? Oh you my you quite God. The year, by the way. Yeah,
1: thank you. It's such an honor. I, I freaked out when I got the call. It was such a fun day to shoot. I'm just so grateful. I got a chance to look through all the covers they've ever done, and I just couldn't believe that they wanted me. Well, for
0: good reason, by the way. You're having Um, a stellar year. Thank you. Thank you. So let's take it back to the beginning, all the way back to how you grew up. You are an East Coaster, I believe, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So talk to me about, Ryan, how you grew up, the name of the group. Tell me the origin.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I grew up just, I loved art. Anything that I could do that was creative, I did it. Um, I grew up in dance and theater, so I was on stage a lot. So I think a lot of that played into me becoming a musician. I wasn't really planning to become that, especially moving to L.A. I just moved here thinking that it was close to the beach and it would be fun. Um, Your
0: parents, t- were they really into music?
1: Yeah, big time. What my kind of mom, music were they into growing um, um, I grew up on a lot of like Fleetwood Mac and my mom really liked Simon and Garfunkel. And my grandpa actually was a big musician. He was a drummer and he played the vibes and the violin and the piano and everything. So he taught me stuff when I was a kid and he was in a lot of big bands, which was really cool. So I grew up on like a lot of older stuff. Um, I just always loved anything creative. It felt like it always wanted to come out of me, whatever I could do. So, when I had the opportunity to start making music when I was out here, I jumped on it as soon as I could. I didn't know I could make a career out of it, to be honest, but here we are.
0: And do you remember your first memories musically? Was it Fleetwood Mac? Was it Simon and Garfunkel? I mean, Aerosmith, Prince, whoever it may be?
1: I mean... Fleetwood Mac is definitely probably one of my first memories of music. Landslide, I remember singing in the car with my parents when I was a kid.
0: Great memory, by the way.
1: Yeah, so good.
0: Your parents' Instagram handles are like, I am, <laughs> I am Royal's mom and dad, right? Yeah. Isn't that true? They, they're so proud of you, I yeah. imagine, right? They're
1: the best supporters in the world. I'm so grateful. And what do they do? Uh, my mom is a global processing engineer for at and T, which I have no idea what that even means. Sounds I've been very wondering technical. my whole life. <laughs> right. yeah, she's a genius. <laughs> um, my dad's a contractor. He's a contracting business.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And so were they ever musicians? Were they encouraging you to get into music early on?
1: Well, my mom actually was uh, did poetry a lot when she was younger. And so I think I started out writing poetry when I was really young. I used I remember having journals when I was like just learning to write. Um, And she would teach me and I would write poetry and that's kind of how it started.
0: And at what point did you know music was your calling?
1: I didn't really know it was my calling. I don't even know if it is
0: my calling. I think it is. Uh, At this point it's safe to say it's your calling. It's definitely a
1: choice. Um, I was always writing songs in my bedroom, not really wanting anyone to hear them. It was just kind of this thing I did for myself and a friend of mine, this was maybe 10 years ago now almost, I was bartending at this restaurant and a friend of mine came over and, um, I asked him if I could play him a song that I wrote just on my guitar. And I picked up a guitar and I played him this song and he was very taken aback and kind of asked me a bunch of questions, asked if I wrote it, asked what I was doing sort of, if I had any plans to do anything with my life in this regard. And I had no idea. He was like, get out, a, get out a notebook. And we started like writing down goals and like ideas for big goals and things maybe we'd ever want to accomplish. And he was like, what if I managed you? Would you like, would you be down to try something like that?
0: Now nah, he was a bartender with he you. He was a
1: bartender with me. Um, he had managed some acts in college, I guess, and he was back in school at the time. Um, and then we started meeting every Monday and writing down our weekly goals and I started doing open mics and, um, a few years later, I got signed to Atlantic Records. He's still my manager to this day.
0: So there's some truth to manifesting something. Mm-hmm. The Secret, that book, The Secret that mm-hmm. came out years ago. So I guess, but early on, you were actually in dance class, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was a very competitive dancer from ages like six until maybe 15, 16. I danced really heavily. I got injured, so I stopped. Um, but I loved it so And that,
0: much. And it's funny because from all the bands that you could have listened to growing up, I feel like Taylor Swift with someone that you, you sort of learned how to play music to, but uh-huh. interesting enough, it's sort of not the genre that you're in, so how did that I come know. to be?
1: I, I grew up on a lot of singer-songwriter stuff. When I started like playing guitar for the first time, I think singer-songwriters were the easiest thing to sort of be like, I can do that. I can pick up a guitar and I can play a few chords. And I was watching her just play four simple chords and write all these songs about these boys. And I'm like, I can do
0: that. <laughs> This scene, so you went from dancing to singing, mm-hmm. and at a certain point you decided to move to L.A. Mm-hmm. And what made you move to L.A.? Obviously, other than just the idea yeah. that it was nice out here, you could be by the beach. Yeah. What was it that you... Because back then, I, I feel like... I don't know if everyone was moving to L.A. to be in bands. When I was growing Mm -hmm. up, if you didn't live in L.A., then you couldn't be in a band. It was like 87 to 97 was the epicenter of people moving out here to join a rock band.
1: Right, totally. No, I wasn't even trying to do music when I moved out here. I was just leaving high school. I had gotten into a bunch of really great colleges, and none of them excited me. And my best friend back home jokingly just said, why don't you move to L.A. then? And I was like, you're a genius. I'm going <laughs> to do that. Great idea. Right. And I just packed my bags and I came here. No plan.
0: Amazing. And you come out here, besides your friend that you met that ended up becoming your manager, you really Mm -hmm. don't know anyone. I didn't
1: know a soul.
0: So how did you network to eventually get on Atlantic (sighs) Records? And It seems like it happened fairly quickly for you. That's not a normal trajectory for someone to happen in like a year or two.
1: No, totally. I mean, I had been living out here for years already. I moved out in 2012. um, And I didn't really start pursuing music until three or four years probably after that. But, I mean, I went to art school for a little bit. I went to the art school of Santa Monica for like a year. um, And then I started working in restaurants. And I feel like I built all my close friendships through working in restaurants and bartending and stuff. Because you meet so many people every day. And people would come in and I'd be bartending them and I'd find out, oh, they worked in music. And I'd be like, listen to my demo. (laughs) And you just. I just did it.
0: Your manager actually didn't even believe that was your own song that was an original when uh, you played uh, it from, right? No. Was he did. like, hey, that's the cover or something? He
1: was like, you didn't write that. <laughs> right. i like, I did. <laughs> I did.
0: And at some point yeah. you're thinking, you know, I don't know if I want the bartender managing me, but it's better than anything else I have at the moment, right? Or yeah,
1: I was kind of thinking it was a fun excursion. I didn't even really think we were doing anything too seriously until a few years went by and like stuff was happening. I started getting like really cool syncs and my m- songs would be in movies movies and I started getting asked to come into like meetings to go to cool places and I don't know it just snowballed
0: but he had managed some hip-hop acts before so it wasn't oh, yeah. like he was just a bartender he was literally no he knew what he was doing he mm-hmm.
1: still knows what he's doing he's, <laughs> right. uh, what's he's his name amazing. by the way we Mike Mike, Mike. Kosak okay. yeah he's the fucking best I he's love him he's the best yeah he's the best
0: so, at a certain point, I, I think you you talk a lot about your sobriety, and I think now you're totally sober, right? Or almost sober, or pretty sober? More or
1: less. I like to call it California sober. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, you know. Which is just kind of casually sober.
1: Yeah, I yeah. like, for the most part, I, I stay pretty chill. I think I went through, um, I mean, when I was younger, I definitely was a user of, mm. of lots of stuff. And, and I went through a long period of my life where I was totally clean and sober. And then I started introducing things back in slowly and I think I've been able to find in my adult life a lot more balance, which mm. has been nice.
0: And how does that play into your songwriting, lyrically, obviously I think when you're going through dark times yeah. and when you're sober, I think the way that you approach lyrics mm-hmm. is much different. So how does that play yeah. into your lyrical content, would you say?
1: I mean, it's all a part of it. You know, I, I tell my story, I think, in my music a lot. And I think that's why people resonate with it. I, I talk a lot about my mental health and my sobriety and my journey through all the dark shit that yeah. I've been through, you know.
0: I hate to say it, but I think a lot of that dark stuff leads to some great lyrical content at some point. And Some 100%. of the best songs are sometimes these artists, you know, write records when they're totally sober, and it's just a different take, and both yeah. are great, mm-hmm. but sometimes that is the inspiration for some great lyrical content, for sure. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you get a record deal, 2019 with Atlantic, mm-hmm. how does that come to be, and how do you get the record deal? Because I actually went to see you, I was telling you, I think that Atlantic Records brought me to see you play probably around 2019 mm-hmm. at, uh, what was it called, All Time Baby in Brooklyn? Uh,
1: baby's All Right. Baby's All Right, yeah. sorry. Yeah.
0: And, uh, and I was like, wow, she's, she's a star. Um, wow, but, thank you. But I think, was that your first gig?
1: It's probably my first gig in New York, yeah. for sure. Amazing. Yeah, um, I so, wasn't even signed yet. That was like my should we sign her show.
0: Crazy that I was yeah. at that show, and we're sitting here today.
1: No, I can't believe that. Yeah, so. so cool.
0: Well, I've been working with Atlantic Records for many years, so yeah. they were like, this is an artist that's going to break out, and you're going to love her. So
1: I love them. So the how best. does
0: it? Was that your showcase then?
1: Yeah, they wanted me to come out and, and showcase for, like, Pete wanted to come see me. You know Pete Gamberg. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, so he wanted to come see me play before they signed me. I mean, I my A&R found me. I played a show at Davey Wayne's in Los Angeles on, like, a Wednesday night, and there was, like, a line around the corner, and it was totally packed. And she just happened to come randomly because one of her friends was my friend and came to see me. And she was like, who is this chick? Brought me into the office, like, the next day. I started meeting people, and... I mean, the rest is kind of history, but it was a very organic sort of what you don't hear. Like they didn't find me online or on TikTok. Yeah, they found me in real life.
0: But it happened fairly quickly. So mm-hmm. you get your record deal, you start yeah. writing music, and the process of making music today versus back then has, has it changed a lot? Because I feel like you're on everyone's record now. You're collaborating <laughs> with so many artists. Yeah, you're almost like the go-to artist for so many rock. You know, even Demi yeah. Lovato, who we'll get into. Mm-hmm. But talk to me about the process of writing music back then to now, and how it's how it's different for you.
1: Um, well, I mean, I think the way that I started was always sort of writing alone in my room. And, and I definitely don't do that as much anymore. I write mostly with collaborators. um, But I love it. I think it's really cool to get to sort of, I don't know, pin ideas on each other and, and uh, go through it. It's a totally different process. And I think things click easier when you have other people listening and sort of like going through it with you. You, know?
0: you ever get in a room with someone who you really admire and just it doesn't happen for whatever reason?
1: I get nervous. Yeah. I get super nervous. I mean, the first session that I had with Demi, there was like a camera crew. And <laughs> right. I was like, oh my God, it's what like if I suck? a reality show or yeah, something. Yeah, I was so nervous. But um,
0: When you get a call, by the way, to write with someone like Demi, because of course that's like a childhood idol of yours. Yeah. Are, you like, are you so nervous that you feel like you can't come up with the creative stuff to make it happen, or are you just natural when you meet her because you guys actually have a, I saw you together the other night at the Stella McCartney party yeah, yeah
1: yeah I mean at first I definitely had some imposter syndrome I think it was really I remember trying to cancel the session the morning of with really? my team and they were like shut the f- up go in what are you doing I was like my stomach hurt I was really nervous but I'm so glad that I just went in and I and I did it because now we're great friends yeah. and yeah, and you toured with her, and you
0: played in front of like a hundred thousand people. What was it, Rock and Rio? Yeah, it was so crazy, cool. right?
1: It was so cool. Yeah, honored. Yeah, that was that was probably the craziest moment of my life. So far.
0: Do you get more nervous doing like a sold out show at the Troubadour or playing in front of a 100,000 people at Rock and Rio?
1: Playing in front of a 100,000 people at Rock and Rio. Oh my God, I was backstage with this video of me that my boyfriend took and I was like shaking before (laughs) I went on, almost crying. But you can't really
0: see people. When it's that many people, it just looks like little dots out there. Mm -hmm. So if you get in the moment, you just kind of lose yourself, I would imagine, right? yeah. So- let's get through this so at a certain point you get the record deal overwhelmed is your first huge song still huge this Crazy, day yeah. and that song was actually written kind of pre-pandemic mm-hmm. and I feel like it took on a whole nother meeting now it now did. that we've been through this last couple of years yeah so talk to me about the process of writing that song yeah obviously the song went viral mm-hmm. such a huge milestone for you yeah. and what it means to you today
1: thank you yeah I mean when I wrote it it really only had to do with me getting panic attacks when I would go out in public because I was so overwhelmed I had sensory overload everywhere I went everything was too bright and too loud Um, and I think it took this whole new life on when people were really more anxious than they had ever been it came out at a time that I think people really needed it it was divine timing you know I I had wanted to put that song out for so long and I also didn't think that it was going to amount to what it was Mm. it wasn't even my favorite that I had been working on at that time but man, it took off.
0: It's amazing that when you see you perform, you have such incredible confidence that you would never know that you got so nervous or you got overwhelmed. But that song goes on to become your, again, another milestone for you. So, and now that's sort of post pandemic and we're in this Mm -hmm. new beginnings of life after being locked down for a couple of years. I mean, Mm -hmm. does that song take on another meaning for you in a way when you're singing it?
1: Yeah. I feel like it always comes up anytime. I can't even say I'm overwhelmed without it's someone making a joke too about the song you know it's like it follows me
0: so that happens and then you do this virtual tour with another friend of the show dom youngblood Mm -hmm. talk me about that virtual tour Mm -hmm. during the pandemic because you couldn't go out you make you make all this great music and everyone's kind of locked up and how was that for you i'm working with dom
1: it was cool i mean it was the coolest thing that we could do at the time you know i i got to play some really rocking shows um, to a room full of maybe 20 people (laughs) uh, that were the crew that were helping us (laughs) film everything. Um, But it was really cool. I got to work with Spacebar, who I love. They do some really great live stuff. And it was... It was sick. We got to film it on these really crazy old vintage cameras, these like live stream cameras that made it look like it was from the 80s. It was fun.
0: I feel like you've got to hang out with Youngblood a bunch since then, right? Yeah, he's always
1: at festivals and stuff, I feel like, that we're at. We kind of all run in similar circles.
0: Yeah, tell me about your circle, because we we talked a little bit about Brent, your boyfriend, who's a beauty school dropout, friend of the show. We love Mm him. Uh, How did you guys meet? Because it feels like you are sort of, in a way, I I was joking around with you the night, but it almost is like you're dating all of them. Because (laughs) I saw this great, uh, you guys were on tour (laughs) together, (laughs) in the van all like Uh you know cuddling in the van together Uh so talk about that dynamic (laughs)
1: Um, well I hired them to be in a music video I hired Brent and Cole to be in a music video a couple years ago and we all just hit it off we really got along and then I asked them to come on tour with me my first tour that I did I opened for Paris and I asked them to be my band and the rest is kind of history we all just really clicked they joke that I'm like in the band and um I don't know I think when you become so close to one of them, you kinda have to become so close to all of them and emotionally it really is like I'm dating all of them at times. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: Well they had this incredibly close knit thing which is amazing yeah. and and they were telling me that they kinda slept in one bed at a certain point all together. Oh yeah. So I guess in a way, I mean I think the internet loves the fact that you're quote unquote dating all of them, but uh-huh. you really but obviously your connection with Brent is incredible. Yeah. And to see you perform with them, you know, is there new music coming out that you're working on together? Yeah, More. I actually
1: I'm gonna be with them tonight. Yeah. Amazing. I'm excited. They're new stuff is really good
0: yeah i love that so Mm -hmm. and let's kind of fast forward to 2021 searching for nirvana yes so talk to me about the inspiration obviously it's all in the name yeah and what what does nirvana mean to you and kind of writing that record and
1: I mean, it's it has multiple meanings, I think. Obviously Nirvana is one of my favorite bands, and Kurt Cobain definitely, I think, has been one of the biggest inspirations to me in music of, of any artist of all time. Um, but I think it was also at a time when I was really searching for joy in life and peace and meaning. Um, and I think that's what Nirvana's about, too. So I wrote this record sort of, I don't know, it was like the first time that I was opening my eyes to the world that was really around me and I was trying to take it all in and like, be like, what is this place? What is this about? What can I find here? Um, that was like my first little baby EP yeah. that I made. Yeah,
0: Great album. Thank and you. And I feel like a lot of the new music you're working on has a, l- a lot of that rock edge, because I love the fact yeah. that you're sort of defying genres in a way, right? You're Thanks. bringing in elements of like EDM mm-hmm. and metalcore and all kinds of music. Yeah. But specifically, do you feel like a lot of your, that sort of the new direction of music you're doing is more on the kind of rock-centric side?
1: Yeah, I think I've always really wanted to make grunge music and I've been trying for a really long time and I think it's finally starting to click. Mm. Something's just happening and it makes sense and I'm in rooms with the right people and it's finally coming together.
0: Yeah, do you have like a dream collaborator? If you, I mean, obviously, there's people that are not around anymore, but if there's people that you could collaborate with now, because you are collaborating with everyone and we, we're yeah. going to get into that. But.
1: Hilariously, I think my dream collaboration is probably Skrillex.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Well, that's very doable. I mm-hmm. can see that happening. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I can see that. Ro and the Serpent and Skrillex coming to you next. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> so me about your music videos, you have great yeah. style, Ro. Oh, thank you. And I feel like every time I see Brent, I'm like, I love that jacket. He's like, it's my girlfriend. <laughs>
1: always wearing my clothes. Always, right? <laughs> Literally every day.
0: <laughs> you guys are actually working on a clothing line together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So talking about your style, yeah. your music videos, because you even co-direct some of them. Too. Yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh. I love Firstly, I love music videos. I want to be a director someday. I Someday I really hope to stop making music and direct full time yeah. because it's so fun. I love visual arts. I love fashion and styling and... Um I love getting dressed. That was like the funnest part of this week was going to all the parties, just getting dressed to go to them. Um, so the,
0: the new clothing line will be, it'll yeah. be sort of punk rock inspired.
1: Yeah. The fans
0: are all called rats. They're all going to embrace it.
1: Yeah, exactly. This, it's yeah. like oversized, distressed stuff that we would wear every day. Yeah, um, It's called Dumb Rubber. Amazing. And
0: Where yeah. does the name come from?
1: <sighs> well. I was trying to name, my manager um, has a JV under Atlantic, and he was looking for names for to name his company. Um, and we were doing like a round table discussion, and everyone was pitching names. And I came up with Dumb Rubber, and everyone was like, that sucks as a label name, but that's cool for something else. And I just saved it, and that was like a few years ago now. Um, and then me and Brent were talking about wanting to make a brand, and I was like, I have it. I've got the name.
0: I love that. You're building yeah. the whole empire. Yeah. So talk to me about your connection with the fans, by the way, because yeah. you call them rats, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess it's just an acronym when you found out it was mm-hmm. just in an email or something. And-
1: yeah, it was an accident this whole time. I've been on the serpent. I had no idea it spelled <laughs> out rats until some A&R was like, you know that spells out rats, right?
0: You're like, that could be a good name for all my fan base. Like,
1: Genius. Yeah. You guys are brilliant. Well, yeah, because rats eat snakes. Yeah. It's like very full circle.
0: Actually, we didn't even talk about the origin of the name, right? Oh,
1: yeah. I know. I never know how to answer this question. I obviously get asked a lot, and it's one of those ones that I feel like I regurgitate the same sort of thing. But to be honest, I remember I was just – I think I was like sitting on a toilet, and I was like, (laughs) Royal and the Serpent came from god i oh. don't know yeah on the toilet
0: Li- yeah <laughs> truthfully if i'm being fully honest which i never say <laughs> right. that's where it
1: came to me you best know of some of
0: the best inspiration comes at times we we wouldn't think it comes at. but yeah. so so you come up with this name and there is this weird dichotomy with the name right so yeah, talk yeah. me about kind of yeah. when you've thought about it when you weren't on the toilet like yeah. what it really meant <laughs> what does it really mean to you
1: no it's found a lot of meaning um it, it has to do with duality. And I Mm -hmm. think it has to do with sort of like being, I think all of us have like, you know, you always hear about the angel and the devil on your shoulder. But I think that that shit's true. And I think that inside of us, we have sort of like this good and bad. And it came to me at a time too, when I was still struggling with addiction. And I think I was still struggling with wanting to be this like punk rocker, cool, badass, wild child, but also wanting to be like spiritually grounded and centered and alive and feel good and thrive. And the name kind of is like bringing those two things together to be one best version of you, whatever that means.
0: I love it. I think the best thing you can do is to help people through your music. And I think that people that struggle with mental health, you hear all these stories, how it saves people's lives. And Mm -hmm. so talk to me about how you connect with your fans. And I'm sure people come up to you and say, Mm -hmm. hey, Royal, Ryan, you know what? Your music changed my life. So talk to me about that journey for you and what that means when your fans come up to you and tell you that. It does happen, I imagine. Right? Yeah,
1: no, it does, and yeah. it and it always hits the same. It's it's really special, and I feel really grateful to have. I have the sweetest fans ever, and I feel like we're growing such a beautiful community. Um, I have a Discord that I get to go and hang out with them online all the time, and
0: you have like trivia night with them. Or yeah, something. it's so fun. We do. Yeah,
1: we do games. And I'm not
0: invited to that. I need to get invited. to Yeah, that.
1: come on in. It's I really need, fun. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a good hang, and yeah, they'll like they'll come to the shows and. They just always they have gifts and amazing things to say and I just feel so lucky. They're like my friends, I feel like, more than my fans.
0: What's the strangest gift that anyone ever brought you? Mm. A snake, maybe?
1: No. One time, a guy brought me a bag of peanut butter, like a oh, bag a full bag of, of peanut like butter. a gift bag with multiple peanut butters in it. Oh,
0: yeah, which
1: yeah. I mean, I guess isn't that weird? Cause peanut butter's great.
0: Yeah. Now, did you say you like peanut butter somewhere, or you just assume that you were no?
1: I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that's like a part of my brand. <laughs> right. I don't know.
0: That could be the new record. Yeah. Royal and the peanut butter. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is a strange thing. But <gasps> and let's talk about all the amazing collaborations that you did. Like, is there any that stand out? Cause you work with everyone from Rivers Cuomo. Yeah. So Slush Puppy to obviously Demi Lovato. Yeah. So many great I feel like I said, I feel like you're the go to Mm -hmm. singer right now, especially in the rock space that like everyone wants to work with.
1: Thank you. So Thank do you, you have any
0: pinch me moments besides Demi? where you like, I mean,
1: yeah, Demi was a pinch me moment. But I think, I mean, getting asked to be on the new Mod record, yeah. the new Mod Sun record was a pinch me moment. I got to go into the studio and work with him and Feldy, and Avril was there, yeah. and I got to talk to her. He's a great
0: guy, Mod, by the way. Oh, my God, so he's nice. the
1: sweetest, best. Have you had him on the show?
0: No, he reached out to me. He was like, I, he's like, I love the, the show. I, you know, he's such a nice guy. I went to his documentary yes. premiere. Yes, I was there, there too, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So good. I mean, he's just beaming yeah. light. Yes. Um, well, and we,
0: again, we have all the same Palais Royale. We have all the same yes, God, friend group and da- all those guys. I mean, I we're know. really like one degree of separation I here. Know. I know. So yeah, I know that he's connected to everyone, but he's a really, really sweet guy. Yeah. So working with him was great. How about Rivers yeah. Cuomo from Weezer?
1: That was during the pandemic, so that was all virtual. Okay. Um, so I got asked to be on that song, which was obviously a pinch me moment, especially at the time. That was one of the first collaborations that I had really done. Um, but all that was done virtually, so I didn't get to meet him. But I mean, he was amazing to work with even virtually. Um, I got to be on the Gale record, which amazing. was really cool. Yeah. I was honored to be on that, and that was before that song even went freaking crazy. Um,
0: yeah, and talk to me about again. We, yeah. we spoke a little bit about Demi Lovato, but again, you get this call, yeah. you go to write, her. you end up touring mm-hmm. with her, the Holy uh-huh. Fuck Tour. Yeah. It was great just to say it. It's so good. Um, it's so, so good. What goes through your head when you get a call to write with someone like Demi?
1: I mean, I think I screamed, probably audibly out loud. <laughs> right. Um, And then I had a FaceTime with their A&R just to like brief me, and I got all of these like, I don't know, I got all these like, not rules, but they were like, at first they were like, you know, she might not want to cut the song or she might leave or whatever and then we just hit it off and like became friends and all the things that they said, I were like not true. Like she ended up cutting the song and <laughs> loved the song and yeah, yeah it was it was yeah.
0: The record has a lot of respect, by the way. A lot of people in the rock so community really good. embrace this record. I don't think a lot of people thought that Demi would sort of cross over into rock, but it's so good. Yeah, it has tons of respect out there. Yeah. So you're riding with Demi. You even do stuff like you sold out the troubadour, and everyone in the audience is singing every lyric to, that you ever wrote. I mean, that's got to be an incredible feeling for you, too, right?
1: Yeah. That was. Probably my favorite moment of last year.
0: Amazing. Yeah. So what goes through your head? Because well, obviously you've had a ton of opening slots mm-hmm. on tours. You toured like Grandson. and mm-hmm. We spoke about Young Blood. We're going to talk in a minute about the Fallout Boy tour coming up. <laughs> but when you're doing something like the Troubler and yeah. everyone in the audience is singing your songs back mm-hmm. to you, how does that feel?
1: Uh, Unreal. It was the first time that I got a chance to do that since before the pandemic. And before the pandemic, I really wasn't obviously where I'm at today. Um, So I went from playing to maybe 100 people that kind of knew some songs that weren't really out to playing a sold-out show at the Troubadour where everyone knew the words. And uh, I mean, I cried a lot that day in a beautiful way. It was really surreal.
0: By the way, 70 million streams, so someone knows your songs, right? (laughs) It's not like only 100 people were sort of downplaying it. But you've done so many tours. Any favorite tour? Any favorite cities on tour?
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, on the Demi tour in Denver, Alice Cooper came to the show. Amazing. And I got to meet him. Awesome. So that was probably my favorite show of the tour.
0: Now you're a big hard rock fan, a Motley, Alice Cooper, stuff like that.
1: I mean, well, my favorite t-shirt that I own actually is an Alice Cooper t-shirt. I have this like really old, sick, from the 80s Alice Cooper shirt. Um, I like all music though. I'm really not picky. I like all of it.
0: I mean, is there a dream tour that you could think of? I mean, besides the one coming up?
1: I mean, yeah, the one coming up is crazy. There's so many cool um, new acts. I mean, Maniskan, I think, is really freaking cool. I'd love to tour with the Palais guys. They're amazing. Yeah. Anyone in the scene, Avril, Mod, all of the people that I feel like we know and are friends with, even.
0: That could be a great package tour, by the way. Palais, right. Maude. Yeah, yeah, we should pitch it right now. <laughs> so, obviously, this tour coming up is incredible. I was talking to Fall yeah. Out Boys manager last night because he actually managed Courtney Love, too. So, oh, cool. we were having a. Long conversation, and I said to him, Stadiums, it's incredible, it's right? So, so, this tour in particular, it's Fallout Boy, yeah. you, Bring Me the Horizon, a bunch of other bands, right? Mm-hmm. So, talk to me about like when you get the call to do a tour like this, like what does it mean to you? Well,
1: I got told that I was up for it before I got told that I was on it, okay. and I think that my team was even hesitant to probably say that because they didn't want me to get my hopes up. But even the fact that I was being considered was such an honor to me that I actually think, I had so much gratitude for even being considered that I think universally maybe that probably played a part. I think gratitude is important. Um, But, I mean, I I still kinda can't believe it. I do this thing to myself where like I can't really believe something's real until it's actually happening. Um, Because
0: again, you're playing stadiums, right? So when you think about that, it's gotta be a little bit daunting.
1: I mean, it's so cool.
0: So cool. Holy shit. Holy shit is right. Holy shit. Holy you know, shit.
1: my dad's, like, sending me a video. They're, like, advertising it on TV.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's like, follow boy, bring me the horizon. Royal and the serpent. <laughs> right. He's, like, sending me a video of his TV. <laughs> like, cable television.
0: Amazing.
1: Yeah. All right. Now, wow. we,
0: have you been, I, I'm sure you've hung around Pete Wentz a bunch.
1: I've literally never met him. Oh, you never met him? No, I've never met him. And funny, my, um.
0: Because he co-signed man right exactly hilariously
1: that. I've somehow never met him I mean we've been at events I know he was at the Stella thing I yeah. didn't even run into him but my friend ran into him at the airport last night and said that she ran up to him and was like my friend Ryan's going on tour with you and he was like I love her tell her I say hi <laughs> so he must know who I am yeah
0: he definitely does he's a great guy <laughs> but he's coming on the show next I oh, think Oh, cool. pretty simple so we're excited about that any great tour stories that you remember from the last couple of years
1: oh man um Lots of like probably inappropriate ones. Oh, inappropriate. No, okay. Um, this
0: is not a PG 13 show. Oh, Ryan. That's great. You could just, you know.
1: I hate that. There's like this one story that I hate telling because it's so gross that always comes up whenever anybody's like, oh, you got any tour stories? <laughs> and it was the first tour that I was on with BSD. And I'm so sorry because this is so TMI, but um, we had to like pull over. Somebody that was with us had to go to the bathroom really bad. Which and we happens. were, it happened. Because you're in a van. You're in a van, and you're, we were in the middle of nowhere. And um, so we had to pull over to the side, and he had to get out and use the restroom. But he was like holding onto the van, and everyone just started <laughs> shaking the van, like trying to get him to like fall. <laughs> and kids it was, will be kids. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah.
0: So he pulls over on the side of the pulls road. Pulls over
1: on the side of the road, tries to go to the restroom. The whole, everyone's shaking the van, and he's yelling at everyone from inside the van. I mean, it was just, it was one of those. He didn't fall. <laughs> right. Thank God. He, well, yeah. I feel
0: like that that tour with you and Beauty School Dropouts, so much debauchery. Yeah. A lot of fun, because yeah. I saw that you guys were all, like, crunched in the back of the van, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, we laid out dog beds in the back of the van. We, like, took out all the seats and just laid out a bunch of dog beds. Amazing. It was awesome. So
0: this tour that, coming up with All Bed, would that be a van tour for you? No, I Amazing! And I've never done like, that before. Amazing. I'm excited. Yeah. Now you fans of you know I guess uh, Bring Me the Horizon. Or, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who Big are you ten. the biggest fan of on the tour? I guess coming up, the most excited to see is it Fall Out Boy. I say?
1: mean Fall Out Boy, but I'm a huge Bring Me fan too. Um, I've seen them a bunch, though. I've never seen Fall Out Boy play. So uh, Bring Me's been at a lot of festivals and stuff that we've done before.
0: Definitely. Yeah. When you're playing in front of like a hundred thousand people at a festival like Rock and Rio, mm-hmm. what goes through your head?
1: Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Do you lose yourself in the moment a little bit?
1: Yeah, 100%. You black out. I mean, I black out. I don't know when. I I black out a lot of the times when I'm on stage, though. I think I find when I'm really present up there, I don't remember anything. I only remember stuff I feel like when I'm not present, when I'm in my head. And then I remember all these little moments.
0: Yeah, I would close my eyes because if I thought about it, I'm like Larry David in a way. So Mm -hmm. I would just think like I'm definitely going to mess up and then everyone will stop moving and then it's going to be my fault. So I had to kind of (laughs) remove myself from it. It's sort of like a Mm -hmm. dreamlike state. I guess in a way you probably have to not overthink it too much, right? No,
1: totally. Well, you have like the most important job, I feel like. You like keep everybody. Yeah, I just can't, I I obsess
0: about stuff and then I just fuck up, so I don't like to think about it. It's hard. You have to lose yourself in the moment, for sure. Yeah. So, any favorite cities, by the way, on tour that you've been to?
1: I mean, I, I got to a chance to play um, the UK. So, I played London, Manchester, and Glasgow with Oliver Tree in, in the fall. And that was awesome. I love London yeah. so much. It's, I can picture
0: you just having a great time there. It's
1: badass.
0: Yeah. yeah. And this tour in particular, I think you're starting out in like Camden, August 6th. or Sorry, June 21st. Yeah, yeah. Is the kickoff in Chicago. Yes. Wrigley Field. Yes. Which is insane. We
1: snuck into Wrigley Field. We were there. We were playing. Um, Another stage, like, in that area with Demi on the last tour. I mean, my photographer snuck into Wrigley, and we were taking photos, and we got caught.
0: Amazing. It was so fun. <laughs> and then I think you end August 6th in Camden.
1: Yeah, which is going to be, like, my hometown show because yeah. I'm from Jersey, and I grew up going to PNC Bank Art Center. Amazing. So, yeah, that'll Do your be— your
0: parents come out to a bunch of shows that oh you've done God. so far? Yeah, yeah. And they must be so proud of you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You're having quite the year. So any other like amazing things coming up for and the Serpent?
1: I'm trying to write an album. I'm in the process right now. So hopefully that happens. That'll be my first one.
0: Well you say trying, you're putting out music all the time. So obviously... Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely a record, I, I feel like, at the end of the year coming out for you. Yeah. Do You feel like dropping singles now versus records, does it matter to you? Is it all the same? The way that people consume music is so interesting these days because everything mm-hmm. is done through, like, small increments of music, mm-hmm. TikTok and whatever. I, I don't know how important social media is to you. I feel like you really connect with your Yeah, it's fans. important.
1: You know, I think it's cool like whatever you want to do i think is cool um i think there's different ways to do it i definitely think singles are great i know ma just dropped that album with no singles which i think is so cool i i'd love to do something weird and different i don't know if that's i don't know what it is yet but i'd Mm -hmm. love to do something whether it's tie it all into some sort of content that's not music related that's like little skits or i don't know um but keeping the fans engaged and not I don't know, in a different way. Yeah. I'd like to try to do something weird. Definitely. I haven't come up with it yet.
0: Well, I feel like you're definitely going to come up with it if you haven't already. <laughs> so, Listen, it's a huge year for you. Thank I'm so you. excited for you. I actually can't wait to come out to see you play. Thank you. In another way besides just the show that I saw the other day. Yeah. But I want to get into one last question that we yeah. ask everyone, which is, Ryan, five albums that everyone should own. I love this. Starting with number five.
1: OK. Uh, in Utero, Nirvana. For sure. Great choice. Um, Number four, Jagged Little Pill, Alanis Morissette. Number three, To Pimp a Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar. Amazing. Number two, OK Computer, Radiohead.
0: One of the greatest records ever. all
1: time. And number one is actually my favorite album, Channel Orange, Frank Ocean.
0: Amazing. Yeah. I love it. Spans thank you. all the genres. Thank you. And then we'll have to put your record in there, too. Your new record yes. that's coming out for yeah. sure. So I'm excited to see ya. Thank thank you. Thank you so much for coming by. I feel like we share the same family already. Yeah. We're one degree of separation. Mm-hmm. And I've I've always I actually ran into you like three times in the last week I already. Know. So I feel like this is just the start of something very yeah. special. Definitely. You're amazing. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on, Ryan. I appreciate yeah. it. This is Lips LA. Well, that was awesome. Ryan, better known as Royal and the Serpent, she is incredible. Check her out on tour coming up. The stadium tour with Fallout Boy, Bring Me the Horizon. Very excited for her. She is having quite the year. If you like the show, please make sure to tell a friend about the show. Theme music by Robbie Hoppin. And I appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you soon.